Good morning. We've got that Friday feeling, you know, the one that gives you the jitters right before a big old Saturday weekend. So David, we're talking about Lithia's growth plans, Gen Zers getting dropped off at the mall, and avocados. Avocados. When they call Lucky Charms. Yep, so that happens. Had to, had to get that in there. Ben was excited about that yesterday. It says Lucky Charms in our intro music. You just never hear it. <laughs> is, is he a serial guy? I don't know. He was just excited that it said Lucky Charms, which is a funny thing to say in a rap. It's, you know, I've never heard was someone. He like, you know, the funny thing about Lucky Charms and how they relate to a drive train in a Toyota Rap. He's like, I was thinking about Lucky Charms and service advisors. Yeah. <laughs> They're both lucky. <laughs> lucky charms. Man, you know what? I haven't I haven't really watched the intro video. If you're if you listen to the audio podcast, you don't get the intro video on like our countdown for the video every single day. But I watched it today thinking, goodness, like the number of people, the wide ranges of places where we've been with this podcast. I mean, we had the the three of us, you, me, and Paul, in front of an Apple store one time, completely randomly. Like we're up on a Sodukon stage. Mike Stanton, Liza Borchis, all just incredible. You know, we got coats on sometimes. Or we're in the office sometimes. I just love the variety at which we just every single day, Monday through Friday, bring a little bit of energy, a little bit of spice to the day. So I love too that our brains can't ever leave content creation mode yes because they're like people are like yeah that was so cool in front of the apple store we were all standing on the street and kyle's like there's the apple store we should film something in front of it and we're like yeah that's a good idea sure. great idea <laughs> it's unbelievable oh man oh today i uh am getting the chance to hang out with uh, some people from jd power at a store in the Nashville area, talk a little bit about EV transformation and, and what, what they're seeing, what we're seeing. So I'm excited for that content to come out uh, probably next week. We'll be, we'll be hanging out at a Ford dealership, actually, um, which is interesting. We've been talking about the waning interest in uh, the Ford Mach-E, so we might get to that just a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, if you didn't hear yesterday, we released... Jesse Cole as the keynote speaker of night two of the Savannah Bananas for a SoduCon. So if you missed that, you're going to want to go check it out. Find out exactly who Jesse Cole is. He's written a book called Fans First, Find Your Yellow Tux, um, and has completely changed the game of the way that baseball happens in the world. Like I'm convinced that the reason why the timer clock for Major League Baseball happened is because of the requirement of time of the savannah bananas so uh this guy's changing the game for sure so I, i'm like yo if you don't know who savannah bananas are if you haven't stumbled upon one of their 80 zillion posts on social uh at a sodocon we're we're incredibly excited to introduce you to the year 2023 but also <laughs> you know what what strikes me just as a quick aside that that these guys on the team are actually really good baseball players. Oh, they are. Yeah. So I don't know how how he managed to pull that off. I'm excited to learn from him. And man, that that is a huge. 
announcement. That is a huge announcement. It's a that's huge a, announcement. A huge the energy, the understanding of like a fans first mentality of creating raving fans of like thinking as your clients, your customers as the most important thing in the room every single day uh, mm -hmm. is a big deal. So you're going to want to make sure to be there at SoduCon. You can go to asoducon.com, snag your tickets. Uh, we still have early bird pricing uh, and we still have spaces left at the main hotel. You're not gonna wanna miss out on that. There are hotels in the area, but you're gonna wanna be at the place that the conference is and the casino is and everybody's at every day, rubbing elbows, rubbing shoulders and hanging out, so yeah. All right, let's get into it, Cirillo. We got to get there because all things used cars is coming up here in uh, less than 12 minutes. So uh, Lithia's grand plan of reaching $50 billion in revenue by 2025 seems to be well on its way uh, as acquisitions and adjacent business paths uh pave the way to growth. Uh, the the automotive news caught up with Brian DeBoer, the CEO of Lithia, and just some points along the way, just seeing like, okay, a couple years ago, they announced that they really wanted to be at that that uh, that mark. Um, so its new acquisition target is now $25 billion in acquired revenue, up from $20 billion. Uh, DriveAway, Lithia's online platform that many people know about, which is both the online platform and the financier, uh, has a $3 billion revenue target, which is actually down from $8 billion over the next couple of years wow. because of the high cash burn rate, um, uh, mainly attributed to shipping costs. So interesting how they're balancing revenue based on acquisition and then also their sales growth and their, uh, their finance growth. Um, Lithia is also going to be expanding in, uh, in, in internationally. They've already gone into Canada and uh, they've just recently been uh, into the UK. So they're, wow. you know, that the old the old Canada They're UK coming for play. the Commonwealth. <laughs> They're coming for it. Uh, here's here's the stats. Listen, watch this growth path. All right, fat, fi, past five years of revenue, right here. Ready? In 2018, just under 12 billion. In 2019, 12.67 billion. 2020, 13.1. Ready for it? Ready for it? They have acquired the Suburban Collection in 2021. <laughs> Move them to $22.8 billion in revenue. Last year, they were at $28.2 billion of revenue, and they are projected to be at $31.2 billion of revenue, almost a 3x multiple on their 2018 revenue. Yeah, and I don't know, just for those... Yeah, like seriously, just for those wondering, multiples like that, when you're in the b -b 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 billions much more significant you know all these people <laughs> online being like my company grew eighty-seven thousand percent it's like yeah because you started with zero dollars and then made eighty-seven thousand dollars. it's unbelievable <laughs> like, to go from yeah. even the year before like to go from 28.2 to 31.2 bu 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 whoo yeah it's unbelievable. And this is, this is, I think this is the biggest play for them is DeBoer has uh, mentioned a couple times that Lithia is driving toward creating their own technologies next. So he's kind of dropped tints at CRM or DMS or, um, or buying something like that. So uh, I think that them getting into these adjacent businesses are really going to see where you're going to start to see an expansive business practice. And uh, you need, you see that with like smaller to midsize groups creating technology or buying and building technology so uh watch out for those uh horizontal or adjacent uh uh things happening soon because that'll that'll totally change the game too because the minute you can scale that across all of your rooftops already and have a client base boom right it's like yep. 
it's like how service operates with sales, but in a SaaS world. So, yep, Love pretty it. cool, pretty cool. Well, speaking of adjacent businesses, segue time. Back in the day, I don't know if you remember Cirillo, but there was this thing called a shopping mall and a bunch of adjacent businesses were next to him and your mom would drop you off at the shopping mall with all the teenage kids. Well, that went away in like the 2010s because we all started shopping online. But in an unexpected twist, Gen Z is taken back to the shopping malls. They actually, 67% of Gen Zers are, sorry, 61%, almost two in three uh, Gen Zers are interested in finding a way to get shopping balls back, back to the nostalgic way that they once were. Um, a, another survey by the International Council of Shopping Centers found that nearly the same share of 16 to 26 year olds who shop at brick and mortar stores, 97% also shop online. Uh, here's some reasons why Gen Z like the mall. Ready, Cirillo? The instant gratification of trying on clothes right away. My least favorite part. Hey, keep going. I'm like, don't let me try on pants ever again in my life. The worst. You want to feel defeated instantly? Put on a new pair of jeans. Oh, it's just, it's tough. No break-in period at all. It's rough. The socialization factor of being with people in person. See, now we, we know what that's all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the immersive nature of most malls, shopping, entertainment, and restaurants all in one place. Like these little one-stop shops that get you a little bit of in-person interaction and then the satisfaction of having things right away. It's actually interesting because we turned to getting shipping as a way to get closer to a pro product purchase. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, shipping went from like, get it in 14 days to get it in a week to Amazon Prime, get it in two days. Now get it in three to four hours. And now we've been so right. tuned to get something right away that Gen Zers are like, no, right away means I want to go pick it up off the shelf, try it on, and take it home. Um, just, like, wild to me. Nobody would have predicted Plus, this. there's no other... Yeah, and I mean, where else can you go and get the scent of freshly popped popcorn Ugh. next to essential oils, next to marijuana, and next to some dude's BO? It all happens at it's... the same time, and you can... <laughs> bring those scents with you home on the new it's a special aroma you know that a shopping mall has <laughs> like it's it's they should sell that as like a scent you could put in your car like shopping mall scent i, lo I like you know? how you were like gen z is trying to figure out a way to bring back the nostalgia of a shopping mall here's an idea start going back to the shopping mall there it is they're still around actually it's really funny in nashville see this where i was from in cincinnati shopping malls were basically like closing left and right in nashville there are three shopping malls that are constantly absolutely wow. packed and it may just be the fact that like it's a younger demographic in nashville that's moving here but like the three major shopping malls in uh East Nash, like east of Nashville, the Opry Mills, and then south of Nashville at Green Hills, and then further south at the Galleria Mall in Franklin, are always just slam packed. Getting in, getting out of them is a tough thing to do. They've done like they've got like a bunch of high end stores, experiential stuff. Um, so they've like these shopping malls are really crafting experiences, and I think that that's like to say that dealerships shouldn't be thinking about how to be in places where others already are. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's the point of this is like the reason why the shopping mall is attractive to the new buyer isn't because like they 
you know, I don't know, they love the term shopping mall. It's because they can have all these experiences within a short amount of time. And yep. so you see like Apple stores and Tesla and all of that still staying consistent in, in malls because they recognize like, oh, I can have, I can give people an experience next to an adjacent experience. And so I think like manufacturers, automakers, dealers should be thinking about how do I either set up pop-up shops or uh, micro locations or anything like that in malls? Uh, because if people are going to be headed back there over the next three to five years, it's going to be a place where they're going to discover vehicle shopping. Well, you, I saw this firsthand. There's a little mall in Hudson Yards in NYC. And one of the coolest experiences in that mall was the Genesis pop-up right in there. Yep. They had four units right in there. It was beautiful. Um, it, I think to your point, we're going to see a lot more of that. And it was, it was a cool experience to, to kind of have that. It was almost like a place to take a break. You're like, ah, you know, I'm going to take a quick break here and I'm going to sit in the vehicles and I'm going to check them out. And I think that's exactly what they wanted in that location. Nice. Well, speaking of taking a break. Segway. Time. Chipotle workers may have just a few minutes to take a couple extra break times because their handmade guac is taking a 50% cut on the time necessary to do it as their new autocado, not avocado, autocado robot replaces the tedious task of peeling and coring avocados in some restaurants. Uh, this fast casual chain Chipotle is working with ro a robotics company Vibu to create the device after analyzing the company's preparation process and identifying that tasks are time consuming and less favorable among uh, crew members. Like if you ever worked in a restaurant, someone's like, Who's doing the avocados today? And like everyone scatters like ants. They're like, no, I'm not doing it. Um, uh, so basically what will happen is this avocado, which we've got a little video. Let's throw that up on the screen. It's pretty wild. Like they just dump the avocados in there. And then avocado does its little thing, slices, dices, cuts, removes, peels. And then right at the bottom of this thing, boom, you got all the avocados you could ever want what? right there. It's unbelievable. In in a thing that you can go ahead and mash up, they're still going to do the hand mashing process so that you get like a little creaminess, a little chunkiness. They're going to still mix the salt and lime uh, and jalapenos down into the uh, in, into the guac. Um, so uh, basically right now it takes about 50 minutes just to create a batch of guacamole, uh, but they believe that they can bring that down, time down significantly which is great for the late lunch crowds minutes. because you know you're always getting the junk at the end of the avocado line. And you might as well. Stuff. Yeah, you're getting the brown stuff. Ugh, it's just awful. Uh, just, uh, and, and here's, here's the kicker here because, you know, Chipotle not to be outdone, right? Uh, they, they, don't, they don't want everybody else creating funky names and them not to get in on it. So they got the avocado. You know what else they're, they're building, Cirillo? Mm, I can't wait to hear this. The chippy. <laughs> you can only imagine what the chippy does with tortilla chips. And they said that they were going to use artificial intelligence to make tortilla chips. So... Mm. I don't know what this has to do with dealerships except for the fact that there may be places where you can use technology to streamline your employee experiences and make them more effective. And, hey, maybe one day you're going to want avocados in, in your pop-up shop in the show. It's going to be like this. It's going to be like, 
hey, we can cut you a deal on this vehicle. It's not going to come with the tires on it. You put those on yourself. Why to save you four grand? There you go. Oh, my goodness. Well, hey, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you'll join us in all things used cars over on Clubhouse. Uh, hang out with David Long and the whole team over there. Uh, but on this Friday, get some energy together and chop some avocados.